0: What's up Liz? Hey! Hey!
1: Have you prepared opening bullshit? I have
0: not prepared opening BS because oh gosh, you know, there's so much going on this week. We're we're gonna start recording a super secret project on Saturday. Uh oh, what is it? It's super secret. I can't tell you. It's a super secret project that uh Liz is uh, is gonna be involved with. We're gonna start on Saturday. And uh oh gosh. You know, I'm just cleaning up that back room where we'll probably be recording stuff. After that's done, right? We'll probably use it more, at least.
1: In the back room. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's yeah. filled up with video with a uh, board games and some video games and
0: some video games. But we were cleaning out the back room to kind of make like a very makeshift studio for uh, for some upcoming projects. I don't know. It might be might be nice instead of using the front room. We'll definitely get less train noise. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I think the train noise gives us a folksy authenticity. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah.
0: You think the train noise like like in, entices people to listen to us? It's the real authentic yeah. Chicago experience? That's
1: how you know it's a real life human train human couple. You know,
0: we were just talking about this. When we first started the podcast, we had this joke that like maybe we were robots.
1: I think we should be clear that this was a joke that you had.
0: I thought it would be a fun joke. <laughs> but, and you were going uh, along with reasonably it reasonably skeptical <laughs> uh, i just think we we just got to like change all the text we are a human couple or we just need to say maybe not even human we are just a couple because you're hosts yeah i mean the the joke that we might be robots it's not it's not working
1: we've succeeded yeah we've we've, uh, we've assimilated, assimilated too oh. well oh. <laughs> and now it's not funny the humans don't know <laughs> The joke doesn't succeed unless the humans suspect.
0: You are real sleepy, aren't you? No. Yeah, you're real sleepy. I'm good. I can tell you're sleepy. Look at you right now. (laughs) Okay, so uh, we wanted to do an episode just to kind of talk about all the stuff we played at Gen Con. This
1: is the Gen Con recap episode. This is the Gen
0: Con recap episode coming just, you know, two weeks after Gen Con.
1: That's when you do the recap.
0: But like I said, super secret project. That's why this is a little late. But uh, man, Gen Con was packed. Like, overall, Literally. What it, what it it was packed.
1: Literally. Did you know that there were 70,000 attendees this year? Was that more than last year? Yeah. The previous record was like 60 or something. Wait,
0: there's a 10K jump? Wow.
1: There was an increase in space that was used for the convention as well, but it was all just super packed.
0: I mean, it, and what's amazing is usually large crowds, specifically last year's Gen Con, really set off my anxiety when I was going in the, in the hall, and I did not feel any of that this year. Oh good! Yeah, yeah, it, I'm it was glad. a much better experience. I think also having a schedule helps. But yeah, yeah. Um, but but did you enjoy Gen Con?
1: I did. I actually ended up having to work for my regular human job. Yeah, quite a bit while the, we were at Gen Con. The joke is over. You can just no, say job. No, I'm trying to just remind everyone that lawyers are people too. Oh, I
0: see. Not demons.
1: Uh, yeah, no, I ended up having to do a lot of. Lawyer work while I was there, mm-hmm. which was a little bit less fun than usual. A little less fun. But I still had a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had signed up for a few things that made it so that I like had to shut off and yeah. do the fun thing. Um, we played... Well, are we just jumping right into it, or should we do the new intro?
0: Well, I've got, I've got, like... I don't think we're even introing. I think we're just doing the no. song and going in.
1: We can do the intro. What intro? I'll do the intro. Well,
0: we're just, we're just a couple?
1: Welcome to the Cooperatives Podcast wow. with your hosts, Aaron and A
0: 100% grade A human beef. You
1: did not... <laughs> 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 just... Let's just go with it. I'm going to write that on my LinkedIn profile.
0: (laughs) Aaron Amendola, 100% U.S. Z.A. beef. This
1: is my husband, Aaron. He's a turkey leg. He is a turkey leg. Uh,
0: Yeah, so Gen Con, do you want to go in order? Because I made a list. uh, So are
1: we not doing the intro song? You just
0: did the intro. Yeah, but
1: then we were going to do the song. We haven't clinked.
0: What? No, we're not even, we're not putting oh, this we're not doing it. We're that. just doing it. We're
1: not doing that. This is a
0: quick and dirty no one. No clinks. Quick okay. and dirty. All
1: right. Then I will say, one of the scheduled activities mm-hmm. that I participated in was the Expanse role playing game oh, with goodness. you mm-hmm. and one of the creators of the game yeah. and several of our friends. Mm-hmm. And it was so fun.
0: What What were you looking to get out of Specifically, the expanse rpg that, that so, you couldn't get from like a dnd or other rpg
1: yeah so i this is something that distinguishes it from i think any other rpg or like D adjacent thing i've done i'm a big fan of the expanse mm-hmm. and i've read all the books and i've seen all of the show that they've created so did you far. finish the
0: last book last time i talked to you, i don't think you finished it
1: Yeah, I finished it before we went to Gen Con. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Um, And there are one or two books left in the series. I can't remember. Um, And so I have not ever played an RPG that was like a deep RPG based on a fandom Mm -hmm. that I participated in separately. So it was really cool just to see how they created the environment of the Expanse in this like huge... In a very awesome specific set.
0: time period in The Expanse. Yeah, it's
1: in a pretty specific time period in The Expanse. So if you're a fan, um, you will appreciate that Like there are things that will definitely show up in later mm-hmm. expansions. Oh, I see what oh, you did. yeah, it's, of the oh, game.
0: Boy, that's yep. like ready-made, yep. pun-worthy marketing. Absolutely. Love it. So
1: um, this takes place around the second or third book Somewhere in there. I don't want to get specific about events, but, um, it, I think so. Or is it just in the first book?
0: Abaddon's Gate? Isn't that like, it's right before? I, I don't, don't
1: know the titles. I'm bad at that. Uh,
0: whatever. Abaddon, well, yeah, I, I think, I think right before book three.
1: Yeah, or maybe it's even, yeah, I don't know. The yeah. events of book one have pretty much all happened. Yeah. Uh, the
0: inciting incidents of the expanse have occurred.
1: Right. So, um, I was really intrigued to see just how they set up the environment. And then there are a lot of interesting sort of political questions in the expanse mm-hmm. with um, the Martians and the Terrans. Do they call them Terrans? Earthlings? Uh,
0: Earthers, Belters, Earthers, and Martians. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then, yeah, the Belters. And and they keep that dynamic, which I think is really interesting. Mm-hmm. It's
0: like one of the core tenets of that whole right. story.
1: Right. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of like... We played last year um, the Pathfinder, not Pathfinder, Starfinder, Starfinder. 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 that
0: was two years ago, two years ago. Was that really two years ago? I know, isn't that crazy? Oh my gosh, so
1: it reminded me a little bit of Starfinder, just more Expanse flavored. Yeah, yeah. So I really liked that. I played, so we we played with pre-gen characters. Mm -hmm. Um, If I had generated my own character, it would have been almost exactly the character that I got. Who was somebody named something moon and she was like a white hat hacker with like a criminal past mm-hmm. just like me
0: yeah i mean you were basically uh role-playing yourself yeah, yeah so i mean much. taylor made for you i played uh basically i played a shitty star lord which is kind of just star lord um, yeah your
1: skills were like Rough housing and being rambunctious. (laughs) Yeah. It was
0: like one of my skills was if you drink, you don't get drunk. And I'm like, this is sure.
1: That would come in super handy in some kind of adventure. Right. Yeah. This one shot
0: was not really designed for that type of thing.
1: Yeah. So, and that was one thing like my character got to do a lot in the one shot Mm -hmm. because we were sort of doing it was like sort of a caper heist type thing where we were investigating a missing person's case. And so I got to do a lot of hacking to help with the investigation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I just really liked it, and I'm very curious to see where they go with future editions of it.
0: It was pretty familiar for me because it's based off the Dragon Age system.
1: Yeah, I always forget to say that. Yeah, so... It's called Age. Age, right? Age, yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: but this isn't like Expanse Age. It's uh, basically one of the core tenets of the Age system is if you roll doubles, you can do stunts. You can go stunting and uh, there's a pretty good healthy selection of stunts for all the characters. It felt like even though some of us were pretty similar uh, in some respects, the stunts and the specific abilities really separated our uh, specifications.
1: Yeah, and I've played other games that had stunts before, and I always feel like they overcomplicate things, and I don't like it, and I didn't feel that way with this one. I think just because it's a Pretty simple system, and the
0: the GM was was fantastic. The GM was I, really good. It, I'm blanking on their name right now, but they were very accommodating, super nice, and really made the basic tenets of the game easy to understand and parse.
1: Right, yeah. right, and yeah, like the stunts also contribute a lot to the narr- narrative mm-hmm. flow of the game. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it was really fun, and I like the age system worked for me. Yeah. I was kind of surprised how much I was vibing with that.
0: You and I very rarely get to play, like, RPGs that I'm not GMing, and I always really treasure stuff like that. Uh, I had a great time. It was fun. I I, I think I would buy the book, um, at least to do one-shots that are pre-genned out of the book, um, especially if the pre-gen characters come with it, because mm-hmm. it is a little bit more accessible than... Well, it's way more accessible than the Dragon Age RPG. Um because you're not dealing with like magic and all of these different races and the expanse, it's it's still deep, but it's not cavernous, and right. and I uh, I appreciated that about the game we played.
1: Yeah, yeah. One other thing that I wanted to mention that I think is really interesting is the way money works for your character. Instead of keeping track of like a specific amount of money, you basically have this like fortune kind of quotient mm-hmm. and whenever you need to maybe buy something you roll to see if you can afford it and i think that works so much better than trying to keep track of like another little number
0: i am such a fan of of simplifying things like that and mm-hmm. I've, I've never been the type of person to get into like a very deep D and D type game where i'm crafting spell slots and fitting uh, like Hilts with blades and figuring out exactly what I want to do for weapons. So yeah, I I totally agree with you. I, I am all for dumbing it down and getting to the action quicker.
1: Yeah. So what about you? Did you play anything that you were well, super pumped about?
0: Oh. I was very pumped to play that their uh, cyberpunk RPG. Yeah, this is
1: something that I was scheduled to play with you that I didn't get a chance to, which is sad.
0: Unfortunate. It was very, very sad. But Um, I
1: missed you breaking the game, which will always be my regret.
0: I I broke our GM's head because um, we signed up for the Thursday uh, 10 a.m. Cyberpunk Red Jumpstart four-hour session, and I was pumped. Like This is the thing that i had been looking forward to for months beforehand. Because it was going to be you, me, uh, our friends, Matt and Charlie, and just like kind of going for it. And then when Charlie wasn't able to make it, I was like, all right, four people, one GM, four people sounds ideal. I, You'll hear me say this a lot, but I think any more than four party members in one GM is like, it's always too much for me personally. I, it's, it's just a lot. And then you couldn't make it. And I was like, oh, three people in one GM. That'll be a lot of one-on-one time. And this poor GM... He sat at the table, and he was, like, not, I don't want to say, like, haggard, but he was, he was, like, clearly not ready. You don't
1: want to say haggard? Well, are you sure?
0: Well, like, he, oh my Matt and I are very enthusiastic, and I think, like, very game.
1: This was also, like, the more, the first morning Thursday, of, 10 a.m. like, the yeah. regular part of the con.
0: I, I don't think he was ready for, like, how much we were ready to jump in. And just kind of like roll with it. And, uh, literally. Yeah, literally. So my character was a rocker boy, a pre generated, uh, class rocker boy named 40. And she was essentially Dazzler from the X Men, which, love Dazzler, thought it'd be great. I went into it. All of my stats were, you know, high charisma, uh, you know, high decks, and everything else just kind of fell towards the wayside. Um, and immediately I said, when the GM said, all right, there's two armed men with machine guns and they're pointed at your building. I said, I'm going to go sing them a song and I'm going to try to to turn their frowns upside down. And he was like, oh, oh, okay. And I was like, oh, no, he doesn't know that all I want to do in this game is like talk to people and I don't like combat. And he was super combat heavy. Uh, and by the end of it, he was like running his hands through his hair like, Oh my god, how like how can we end this? And we kind of ended like 45 minutes early. I really broke his brain cuz all I wanted to do was charm people and like one Too guy charming. Well, one guy like had a gun pointed at me and he's like, "What do you want to do?" And I don't have any abilities that allow me to disarm. I don't have any combat abilities, and he's looking at me like, "What do you want to do?" And I just said, "I compliment him to try to throw him off his game, and then I knock the gun away. And he looked at me as if that was the stupidest thing I could do in the situation. But my character literally had no abilities that would be advantageous. Like it was it was negative two or three to everything I could do besides like using charisma type abilities. And it was it was I mean, I was rolling with it. I thought it was fun. I at the end of the day, it was still fun for me to do. But that was a little bit of a weird reaction. Yeah. Um. Yeah, a little weird. The system itself is interesting because the, uh, backstory, uh, engine for, for your characters is, is, uh, pretty in depth, uh, but in a really simple way. You basically roll, uh, dice and depending on what numbers you get, it fills in your backstory. Um, for your stats, they say, here's six versions of the character, pick one, and that's your starting stats. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and it was a nice way to quick start and get into it, um, It is a game that I think I'm really fascinated by the world and the characters, and I walked away from the table thinking, I would love to play this game. I never want to GM this game.
1: Yeah, and can you talk a little bit about, so is this a reprint of an earlier game that the video game is based on? What is this?
0: So the video game is Cyberpunk 20... 2020, isn't it? No, it's 2077 or 2049 something, and sure. the original Cyberpunk was Cyberpunk 2020, and this oh. is like a stopgap in between them. So it updates some of the rules, it cuts out some of the riffraff, and uh, and kind of acts as a bridge between the two things. Got it. So Cyberpunk Red. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to play it again. I don't ever want to GM it. Uh, they specifically said that they were going to redo some of the Netrunner rules in the game, so we didn't really have a big tech-heavy uh, session, which is kind of weird in a cyberpunk game, a little bit. But I also know people that played it the following day and had a at a uh, different GM, and they had an absolute ball. Uh, so yeah, I'll probably get the book to, you know, look through it and kind of get the history. But uh, if anyone wants to GM a game for me, let me know because <laughs> I will be all about it. Yeah. Uh, what, what else did you play?
1: So every year at Gen Con, I feel like there's one game that you is kind of like the hit of like the party hit of the con the
0: party hit of the con
1: yeah like one year if, i think it was secret hitler two yeah. rooms and a
0: boom two, two rooms and a boom is still was big a, yeah but like yeah. there was like
1: the year that everyone discovered it. Sure, sure sure um and we we all played uh fun employed one year that was too, the year before i bunch. went yeah. yeah um and last year it might have been Earworm.
0: Last year was like business earworm. By the way, still copies of Earworm available. Go to earwormgame.com.
1: Yeah, Got boy. to play
0: Earworm this year. And they're, like, People told me stories of just seeing people playing Earworm in the halls, and that was, That's I still crazy. can't get over that, yeah. man. That's weird. Um, I love it.
1: Yeah, we will definitely still be on the Earworm train yeah, for a yeah. while, I hope. But this year, there was a game called Werewords.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: Werewords, not swearwords. Liz, what is werewords? Werewords is like a reimagining of the werewolf game. So the typical werewolf, mafia, werewolf. whatever game. Mm-hmm. Um, and which I have find to be just not as enjoyable i've kind of gotten over it
0: hidden role games are typically not your first selection
1: they're not and also it's just like it's a big group game that is designed to like force people to argue with each other Mm -hmm. and there there's not a lot else going on usually so it just is like literally a game where you argue which isn't my jam so that's traditional werewolf Werewords is Within the sort of werewolf setting, it inserts a 20 questions game. (laughs) And so what it is, is you have a mayor Mm -hmm. and then in the group, one person, usually one, sometimes two people are werewolves. And then somebody is a seer. Mm -hmm. And the mayor's job is they are assigned... You use an app and the mayor is assigned a secret word that he has to get the villagers to guess. So the mayor might... Their word might be pineapple. And the seer also knows what the secret word is. The werewolves don't know what the secret word is, I'm pretty sure, but they're trying to figure out who the seer is so if the villagers figure out the secret word it's like they killed the werewolf Mm -hmm. or wait they win (laughs) i'm sorry killing the werewolf (laughs) yeah no if the villagers figure out the secret word they win yeah if they don't figure out the secret word but they do figure out who the werewolf is Mm -hmm. i just messed this whole thing
0: oh no 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 basically the no i did the werewolves do do know the
1: secret word they're trying to steer the villagers away (laughs) Oh man. It's it's at the end of the I round,
0: if the villagers guess the word, the werewolf can still win if they guess who the seer is.
1: Right, but if the werewolf if the villagers don't guess the word, they can still win if they guess who the werewolves are. Yes.
0: So so there's right. there's a lot of uh comeback mechanics in a game that only lasts four to five minutes per session.
1: Right. That's an important part. So there's literally just a four minute timer yeah. to do this twenty questions. So you're Going around in circles and you need to pay attention to whether somebody else seems to know too much about mm-hmm. what the word is and if somebody else keeps asking completely ridiculous questions that have already been answered to try and steer people away from what the word is. I'm
0: totally blanking right now, but the past few years in our uh, little conference room area where we play games, there's been um, a gentleman that has been teaching kind of like these fun party games uh, he's he's always so accessible and nice and I inviting. Say Kevin, maybe, he, maybe. Oh goodness, it's it's gonna it's gonna haunt me. But he's so great at teaching games, and he taught us how to play WereWords Words in literally five minutes, and then we played WereWords Words for two hours. Yeah, it was super fun.
1: It was. It's a super fun game. I think I just totally biffed it when I was trying to explain it. But <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's really fun. I like that you have there's it's kind of layers to it, right? Mm-hmm. Cuz you're trying to figure out who uh, what other roles people have and at the same time, you're actually trying to figure out what this word is usually mm-hmm. or you're trying to stop people from figuring it out. Um and the game actually has like several other roles that you can add into it. Um and they're just it's really fun and interesting and I like that if you're a person who just likes word games, then you can still find enjoyment out of it. And if you're a person who's more into like hidden role kind of uh, social deduction games, then you can still find something from it too.
0: It really is a game that merges. I think two of our favorite genres, specifically your genre with words and, and vocabulary, and my genre with secret hidden roles. Right. Um, I had a I had a blast playing it. I'm really glad that we picked it up. It's it's great. Yeah,
1: and th- an important thing about it is that you can play with like up to twenty people or yeah. something. So
0: the app scales depending yeah. on how many players you have, and the app is there with you every step of the way, telling you who should. Uh, look when a hidden role has to look at a card, and it it facilitates the game very nicely.
1: Yeah, and and the app is key because that's where the secret word comes from, and it, like you said, it helps facilitate. Like, mm-hmm. okay, now the werewolves open their eyes up and look at the secret word. Yeah, it's really good. I highly recommend it.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna start doing like lightning round stuff with some of these games. Yeah, do it. W- Want to keep it snappy. Yeah, I yeah. got to play Arkham Horror Final Hour, the new cooperative. Eldritch horror game from Fantasy Flight Games. Uh, if you are an avid listener of the Cooperatives podcast and you caught our Arkham Horror 3rd Edition episode a few months ago, Final Hour is basically the last 15 minutes of an Arkham Horror game spread into a 45-minute game. And if you... If that's what you like. That's uh, I mean, it was it was a very interesting experiment in taking one section of a game and kind of elongating it. And trying to add more drama and tension to it. I really like the fact that it, it it doesn't require a lot of setup. It's just a bifold board. Everyone has pre-gen characters. There's way, way, way less moving parts than an Arkham Horror game. Like maybe one-fifth of the parts. And um, we sat down for a half-hour demo and we finished a game in a half hour. That's I mean, amazing. We lost on the last step, which is on par for Arkham Horror. I was going
1: to say, like if you want to just lose in half an hour to 45 minutes instead of losing in four hours and yeah. this is the game for you
0: <laughs> i don't know that i ever need to play it again but I, I really like the fact that they're experimenting with those types of games yeah i
1: think that's an interesting idea like clearly they were like we have a problem where these games take a really long time and they're also and a lot samy. of time people lose yeah. yeah and so they thought let's speed it up
0: yeah speaking of speeding it up What's next? What's next? What's
1: next? So I'm going to talk about a few games together. <laughs> and these are games that I was very excited to purchase at Gen Con. Oh. <laughs> um, so I went to Gen Con knowing I needed to buy Azul. Yep. Or Azul. Azul. Um, which is sort of in the similar vein to Sagrada, which I love. Mm-hmm. And I did get an expansion for that You as got well. the
0: broken token.
1: And the broken, broken token. Broken token, please call us. My beautiful husband dutifully put together for us.
0: I am beautiful. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Um I also bought Era, mm-hmm. which is Dude. a really cool game. It looks hot. Right. And you are it's like a combination like worker placement mm-hmm. and you're building up your castles. It's like
0: Legos and worker placement, which yeah, holy hell. Yeah. It looks man. really
1: really fun. I'm super pumped. Um, And the last one, we actually demoed Atelier, Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm very excited about this one. So this is, you are a painter, Mm -hmm. like a master Renaissance painter, and you are painting masterful renaissance paintings i think they're probably from all kinds of uh, different eras but um you it's worker placement because you have this palette in front of you and you send out your little workers to go and get different colors for you and then when you have certain color combinations you can paint paintings Mm -hmm. and all of the paintings that you paint are actual famous in museums paintings <clears throat> so it's really cool that you you know first of all get to look at all that mm-hmm. it has the worker placement thing that I love um, so it's yeah it's it's one of the first times I've seen a sort of similar to Lords of Waterdeep game where I was like yes
0: I so usually every year there's a game that you buy and I'm not initially like fond of and then when I actually get to see it I'm like oh this is hot so Atelier Era and Sewell I'm I'm all like I wanna play all three of these. Specifically Era. Yeah. Era looks really, really sweet. Um but man, you got good taste. Yeah, dude. You got good taste, my wife. Um, yeah, so let's take a look. Uh real quick. We we got a few people asking us to play a game called Just One, and we are able to sit down and play it for about a half hour. Oh yeah. So Just One is uh it's a game that's you know, I, I think both up our alley. Um essentially a player is uh is kind of blindfolded or has to turn away while four other people write a word down on a piece of uh of like dry board and right. we have to figure out the word that connects all of them
1: yeah so so like the player has blindly chosen a word mm-hmm. and then all of the or the person who's not looking has blindly chosen a word and then all of the other players have to come up with only one word that will make the the player who turned away realize what is the word that connects them all.
0: But the catch is if somebody if two people write the same word, they're taken out of the running. Right. So, so you
1: can't do the obvious choice. Yeah.
0: The uh the word that I blindly picked was I think weather.
1: Yes. In somebody W E like A T H E
0: R. Yeah, and somebody wrote like Snow vain, or Snow Hail or something. Climate
1: yeah. Someone wrote climate yeah but somebody else wrote sleet sleet yes and so and i can't remember what i wrote but i remember you yeah so then you were like snow like snow. it's unclear from those words what the yeah so it's it's an interesting game
0: it was interesting um i i i got the feeling that it's the type of game that you need to play with the right crowd we yes. had two people at our table that This was just a random demo. Yeah, just a random demo. But we had two people at the table that were not as assertive with their language as I would have liked. They were a little demeaning, which is unusual for like a low stakes kind of like party game. Yeah. Um, But yeah, uh, it's it's interesting. It's interesting in the fact that it's co-op in a lot of odd ways. Like you're trying to help somebody guess a word. But but you actually you, can't work together. Yeah, and and everyone kept saying it's a cooperative vocabulary game, and I sat down excited to play it. But I I really walked away feeling like I don't think yeah. that's a great game. I it, mean, it kind of puts you at odds. There might be
1: some people that really have fun with it. I felt right like there would be a lot of situations where you might leave that game being kind of annoyed at everyone you played it with, mm-hmm. which is sort of the opposite of like, the whole point of cooperative games for us, which is to not open that door to just being mad at the other people you played with. Yeah.
0: But I will say the implementation of the game is is pretty fantastic. Yeah. Everyone gets it's a little... It's a cool idea, yeah, too. Like, uh, very minimal on components. Uh, the the little tray that holds the card with the words is also what you'll write your word on. And they give you little dry erase markers with erasers on the end. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's an all-in-one package. Just uh, maybe... Try it before you buy it. Yeah, yeah,
1: I think that's a good idea. There yeah. are definitely people who would love this.
0: hmm Um, I would like to talk about uh one thing that I didn't do last year to to like the the extent the potential that I could have done it. Um man, Gen Con pre orders. Pre order so Man,
1: see, I'm curious to know how you feel about this now. Because you, you pre-ordered a bunch of stuff and you were like, I'm done. Now I don't have to buy anything at all at Gen mm-hmm. Con. I won't spend any money while I'm there because I already spent it. So did you feel like that worked or were you just like, oh, I pre-spent this other money and now I'm going to currently spend money here?
0: Um, I think 80-20. I, okay. I think 80% of me feels like I was satisfied. But, you know, when you get there, you're always going to see something you want. But... I pre-ordered a lot of things that I already knew I was going to want, and I, I wanted the security of like having them, of just knowing you right. didn't have to wait in line, because previous years, I would rush the doors, and that's just a whole nother cacophony it's of terrible. madness. It's terrible. I don't yeah. recommend that. Uh, but I pre-ordered Bargain Quest. I pre-ordered Teens in, in Space um, and Unmatched, and Unmatched, I think, sold out of some of those expansions, which gosh, the game is so beautiful, and I really love the way it implements the old system. i I'll, That's a whole other discussion. Um, but being able to get Bargain Quest uh, so easily and without stress was fantastic. The one thing I'll do next year is not feel the need to pick everything up on one day.
1: Yeah, you were really pushing for that. And yeah. I, I get that, because the idea is like you're not going to have to carry stuff around as much, but... The truth is, if you just if you're not buying a lot of other stuff, mm-hmm. you know, carrying one game around, not that bad.
0: I did get around to pre-ordering the Blockbuster Party game by Big Potato oh, Games. Oh,
1: that was a cool booth,
0: yeah. Too, and they sold out. They so. set up the
1: booth to look like a little chunk of an actual Blockbuster video. A little chunk. A little chunk. A
0: little chunk.
1: And the bag that the game comes in, so the box the game comes in, looks like one of those plastic VHS containers.
0: This was a year of totes. Yeah. We got totes at every booth we totes, went to.
1: to. Yeah, we got a really great Bananagrams totes yeah. of all things.
0: Like Bananagrams totes, Unmatched tote, Blockbuster right. tote, Holy tote.
1: So, the Bananagrams tote does remind me Oh boy. that we need to Can talk. Can we not? No, About I don't. I don't furglars. like the word. I don't like the
0: word burglars. Mm, Furglers. It's like a
1: burglary in your mouth. Don't
0: do that. It sounds dirty. It so sounds invasive. They, I don't like it. This like is it.
1: a this is a like dice collection game yeah. called Ferglers, and the dice are so cute. They're like open ended on one side, and there's a little furry monster in there. Like little Fraggles. What is the furry monster called? Do you remember from
0: from Looney Tunes? No,
1: in the dice in this game. Fergles. They're called burglars.
0: How dare you? Anyway. Why so did you make me say it? It's so It fun. feels bad in my oh, mouth. you
1: guys. You have to go look, uh, look up burglars. It's like burglar with an F.
0: Oh, is that how it is? Yeah. Okay.
1: And it's so cute. And I can't wait to play it with our nieces and nephews.
0: <laughs> I mean, it is going to be kind of the perfect game around the holidays. It is yes. super accessible. There's really only about three rules um and it feels like a good stepping stone game i compared it to trash pandas totally there's like a
1: very minute and it's just like trash pandas there's a very minimal amount of strategy where you're like trying to hold on to as many Ferglers as you can and then you (laughs) hold on to your Ferglers. are they called fergals fergals and then you're the fergler
0: you are the fergler
1: that might be what it is when you
0: start a new bioware rpg will your last name be fergler no. I'm going to hack into if, your game. But if I get a new BioWare RPG Furgle. where
1: I have a pup that I can name, you're it gonna is going to be named Fergal. <laughs> I hate yeah. everything
0: about this. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, I'd like to talk a little bit about, uh, I was I was demoing a new game. Well, I guess not super new, but Curtain Call, the high school theater RPG. I got I've to play. heard of that. You have heard of that. You can follow it at... Curtain Call RPG on Twitter, or you know, just just like reach out to me. I'll talk about it whenever. Had two sensational games. Um, super big thanks to to everyone that uh, ran games that played games. But uh, Curtain Call RPG is like ninety nine percent done. It it feels very nearly fully formed into the, what I expected it to be when I first started it. And um, some of the games I played were just. So perfect. I wish I recorded them. Um, but being able to schedule games ahead of time. Uh, last year I scheduled one game, just as like a trial. This year I actually scheduled multiples and I had other people direct Curtain Call. Mm-hmm. Um, super interesting experience. Very, very cool. And uh, even three weeks after the con, I'm still like buzzing about how how fun those games were. Um, super cool. And also I did a Keyforge tournament. And I freaking won. Yeah, you
1: did. That was cool. That was so funny. I did
0: not exp- I I need to be very very yeah. specific here. I thought I was going to lose immediately.
1: Right. So this was another occasion where I was working and I was actually like at my laptop in the hotel the whole time and I just remember the night before you were like, oh, I'm gonna do this tournament. I'm gonna lose right away, but it'll be fun. I'm hanging out with some friends. And that yeah, shout out
0: to uh, Brian Myers and Chris Russell for joining yeah. us.
1: and then then the same thing that morning. Uh, you know, I'll probably be I'll probably get out and then I'll stay around and I'll watch while. My friends keep playing. And and then like (laughs) it was like only messages like that. And then all of a sudden at the end, I just got a text that said, holy shit, I won
0: (laughs) the whole thing. Well, because because you were stuck working. I was like, this works out. I'm going to lose this tournament and I can bring you lunch and I can I can be trophy husband and, you know, kind of make it work. And then when I was winning, I was like. I'm not being trophy husband. I'm no. being champion. You were husband, husband trophy. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh I had a I had a very excellent deck handed to me. It was a it was a sealed keyforge tournament, so whatever deck you opened you played with. It was honestly luck of the draw. The deck I, I was handed uh was one of the best decks I've ever played with, and it made it easy to accrue keys and steal keys. Um Yeah, I and like It was such a positive experience playing with people I knew, like specifically Brian and Chris, people that I'm very friendly with, that are very great to play with. Um, I got to play against Brian in the second round, and it was like everyone at that table, we like shook hands, introduced ourselves, um, like checked in with each other before we wanted to make a decision on rules. It was a very positive experience because I think everyone was at the same level of intensity. Uh, super great! I cannot wait to do it again. Uh, but I also kind of feel like I'm going to be chasing that dragon of like how perfect that environment right. was. Yeah, it seems super like nice.
1: that's a good length of game to play in a tournament like that too. Mm-hmm. It's not like they. I think they used to do a water deep tournament, and I feel like Boo. every game would take so long.
0: Shiny, wait a second, because no, you and me, in a I never water deep signed tournament? up
1: because I'm not interested in having the thing I love stomped all over by some person. <laughs>
0: But I think you and I would have fun with Waterdeep. Oh my I'd, god. It would be oh, fun. I'd be good. But
1: I don't like to play Waterdeep just to destroy everyone. I like to bask in the Waterdeep experience.
0: What a what a Liz Brodzinski sentence that was.
1: That's who I am.
0: Yeah. Um, I also I also want to point out um uh, I had multiple listeners and Twitter friends reach out to me uh after the con, during the con. Um, asking if we got to play Marvel Champions, the new LCG by Fantasy Flight, or if we had a chance to play Crisis Protocol, also by Fantasy Flight. I mean, it's going to happen. I'm
1: informed that we will be playing those games.
0: <laughs> so we may have pre-orders in for Marvel Champions, some sleeves, some mat. You know, but it is a Marvel Fantasy Flight cooperative card game. Which feels like it aligns with so many things that we enjoy about other games we've covered on this podcast. I'm gonna play this game hoping to go in without like super high, like overzealous expectations, but gosh, the art looks banging. You get to play as She Hulk, Spider Man, Captain Marvel. Like, it feels great. I'm so happy this license is being used in a way that looks really good. Um, it's the
1: best time for you to be alive.
0: It really is. No other year. This is yeah. it. I know we got married last year, but this year is like, better. Let's because say October of the Marvel, last year. To, yeah, you know
1: the Marvel Living Card Game.
0: Um, our friend Charlie got a chance to play uh, Marvel Champions, and he was like, "It's actually fantastic." So, hey man, there you go. I'm into it. Plus, we already bought it, so yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I feel like this was a conversation where I was like, "Just get it." <laughs>
0: I I believe you specifically said, you're going to do it anyway. Yeah, I <laughs> think
1: that might actually be what I said. I was
0: like, would you be upset if I bought this? And you just said, you're going to do it. Yeah. Just do it.
1: I didn't really answer, did I?
0: You said I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> I love you. I love you. Um, Anything else you play that you want to talk about?
1: No, I was going to briefly mention Pears.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: we did for the second year, is it the second year? Yeah. Um, an event with World Builders, which is, what is it called? The World Builders?
0: World World Builders Charity Party something.
1: It's not called that, but it's something. Charity Party. Yeah. So World Builders has an event every year now where that is a fundraiser and you get like Some light apps, and you get to pay expensive hotel prices for drinks. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And you get to play games with a like celebrity, quote unquote. In the gaming world, like
0: Travis and Clint McElroy were there this year. Yeah, um, in the past, I believe they had Mary Robinette. I think last year, I
1: think so. Um, we had Daniel
0: Abraham, one half of the Expanse writing team. So
1: both of and both of them were there. Yeah. So yeah. So this year we ended up playing with um, the creator of the game Pairs, James Ernest. James Ernest and. He is one of those people who is like a prolific developer. So what pairs is is it's a they call it a triangle deck. So there's numbers one through ten. Yeah, uh, one through ten. It's, I, think. I thought
0: it was one to nine. Yeah, whatever, no, whatever. I think it's one to, one to ten. But All anyway,
1: right. so then there's like there's ten ten cards, nine nine cards, eight eight cards. It builds
0: up like a triangle, like a right, pyramid, exactly.
1: And then one only one one. And they make tons of different variations of this deck as far as like styles and whatever. But it's all the same triangle deck. And basically, I think James Ernest and his team has come up with every possible game you can play using a deck like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And the original game was a game called Pairs. Which is just like a pub game. Mm-hmm. So a lot of them are are basically pub games, and we played maybe four or five different variations with him. All fun, all fun. They were all fun, but the the one that really stuck out. Can to we me, talk about it? We'll talk about it a little bit. Okay. So all right. at the very end of this exercise, uh, he was like, I- "I'm going to show you this like kind of crazy thing that we've been working on, which is an entire RPG, like a dungeon crawler." built out of just this deck of cards yeah. and the way it works is you each number and each set of numbers mean something so like if you your character is made of three cards and if your three cards are like two odds and an even then you're a mage or if it's three evens then you're a fighter etc um and the way you fight monsters is you have to do math with the cards that make up your character to fight the monsters oh my and it's God. brilliant and i like can't wait to have kids who are trying to learn math to make them play this game with i us.
0: forgot about how much i love this specific it's game it's so of fun pairs. so like
1: if a monster is you know 46 or something then you have to if you had an eight add and, eight and, two, and subtract yeah. and multiply and whatever your numbers in your character to get to 46. And that's how you beat them.
0: So if you're anything like me, you are a mathlete. And if you were a mathlete, you most likely played this game called 24, where you would be given this square card with four numbers on it, and you would have to use those numbers to equal up to 24. I played this all the time in grade school. I loved this game. It changed the way I look at numbers. Like, I feel like a beautiful mind whenever I see a mailbox with numbers on it because I instantly add them up or try to get to the ultimate number. I love it. So, this specific game of pairs was like, I felt alive. Like, I really, (laughs) I really loved it. And uh, just, it's like such a simple mechanic implemented with minimal components. I fell in love with it. And uh, he specifically said, like, it's not done yet. Like, he doesn't know if he'll finish it. So I'm going to keep pestering James online and maybe through email to, like, do this and finish it because I will play it all the time.
1: Yeah, no, it's so weird how much we both just really liked that game. <laughs> he was so, not expecting that. Yeah, he it was, was like, it was great oh. fun. Um, so, yeah, but anyway, I highly recommend that you check out just a deck of pairs cards, mm-hmm. P A I R S. Um, Because every deck also comes with a few different rules So like we got a deck that hit, is pirate pictures or something And so that has some specific pirate themed game in it
0: There's a very soothing game that we played called Falling Leaves Yeah, where, uh, which I really liked There's actually like a, an like, arbor deck Um, where each card is a leaf. Uh, Just really, really simple mechanics implemented in a very smart fashion. I don't think any of the rules, besides that RPG one, uh, would have taken up even like half a sheet of paper. It was very, very simple.
1: I think they were printing them in a magazine, like kind of periodically, Mm -hmm. the way that magazines are um and there is a website that you can you can find online cheapassgames.com it, yeah a ton of different rules for pairs so once you have the deck you can kind of do a bunch of different stuff with it um so yeah it was it's fun like we got a couple decks and we'll definitely always bring them with us when we travel so mm-hmm. it was and it was a cool experience you know aaron you have been getting really into game design for years now mm-hmm. and just to kind of see somebody else who this is like what he does um and like i said he's extremely prolific and this is also the person which i like embarrassingly didn't really realize until <laughs> the very end um he designed the tack game that we kickstarted that mm-hmm. is from name of the wind so
0: wise man's fear
1: well yes sorry yeah. wise man's fear from the king killer chronicles trilogy um so yeah, that was really fun. That was a cool like I like going to that event just because it's kind of like a different side of the con too.
0: Yeah, and, and I mean it is it is a, a little expensive. It is something that um would be considered a premium event. If you're if you're able to go, the money goes towards a a very nice cause. It goes towards charities that are in need of the money. Um and it's just a nice little break uh, and and I think both years we've gone we've met people that are really great yeah um, last year uh I met a few people that I still keep in contact with and, and this year we, we met that guy Matt who's super cool mm-hmm. um and just a nice experience and a, a nice thing to kind of get you away from the, the throngs you know, the throngs of the con yeah super into it super into it totes uh I think that's gonna about do it what do you think
1: I think that's pretty much all I have room for in my brain.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm going to just kind of put this up, not even really edit it. I'll put the song in at the beginning.
1: Then I have to tell everyone I was what? sitting on the couch, yeah? and I feel like I moved a couple times. Uh-oh. And you could probably hear the couch moving.
0: That's the couch. I
1: didn't fart. What? That's what I'm just letting everyone I'm gonna know. I'm
0: going to cut that audio out <laughs> and use it as a ringtone. No. So that when you call, it I didn't fart. I didn't <laughs> oh, fart. No. I didn't fart. No, it's fine. Everyone knows you're lying. It's it's good.
1: Whatever, man. Whatever.
0: Uh, I'm going to go edit in the back room and finish up doing stuff for Secret Project. And we'll talk to you in a few weeks. All right. All right. Bye, friends. Peace out. Bye.